Hello, thank you for tuning in to another From Wig Weave to Natural. I am your host, Natural Keisha. This podcast channel can be followed on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at From Wig Weave to Natural. Today, we have a special guest. Special guest, can you introduce yourself to the listeners? Greetings, everyone. My name is Georgette. And a little bit about your background and the type of business you perform. Okay. Um, I'm originally from Allendale, South Carolina. I'm a single mom of three, all boys. Um, aside from running my own business, I also work full time. Um, I currently own and operate Best Dynasty LLC, which I use basically as a parent company for my hair braiding business, Best Braid Designs. I also have an online beauty supply store, Ace Liberties Beauty Supply, and a bookkeeping company, um, Bookkeeping at its Best. Um, I believe in multiple streams of income, and it's one of the most important steps to achieving true financial freedom. Yes, sure is. And that is a multi-talent thing there to have those many things to do. Yes. <laughs> How did you get your idea or concept for the business? Um, initially, everything started with Best Braid Design. So that's my baby. Um, I st- uh, we got our name back in 2009. Had... Um, I acquired a a pretty good clientele at the time in my home community. And my best friend and my niece suggested I created business cards. And so I didn't want to just use my name. So we brainstormed and the name Best Braid Designs was born. Um, I've always wanted to be in the beauty industry and discovered early on that um, I enjoyed it braiding more than any of the other aspects of hair design. Um, and so best braid design was created I can do relaxed styles but my specialty is braids twists and locks okay believe it or not I love me some braids and (laughs) I need to learn how to braid myself so that is a hairstyle that I know a lot of naturals love to get twist outs braids locks things of that nature so that is like a top of the line hairstyle Yes, oh, <laughs> and there's so much you, you can do with it. Yes, how did you learn how to braid? Um, I actually learned from one of the um girls that my mom would get to braid my hair when she was sick. Because when I was about, probably about 10 or so, um, my mom caught pneumonia and then developed like issues with her thyroid. And so she had to do like treatments all the time to kind of, I think they either shrunk them or ended up burning them out. But... um the young lady that would come to braid her hair as well, she kind of showed me how. And from there, I was like, even though my cousins and my sister did, like like I said, relaxed styles, I fell in love with braiding. So I learned to braid probably about, I was probably about 10 or 11 when I learned. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that about your mother. Um, yes, and you did obtain some good deeds from that. You know, that can go a long yes. way. Just know yes. that because us as females love to get our hair done. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yes. What services or products do you offer or manufacture? 
Um, right now, I provide hair care services for the entire family, while at the same time, I sell products to help maintain your style until your next visit. Um, with my beauty supply store, I have everything from extensions to styling tools. Um, everyone can partake in the goodness from the Naturalista, which I currently am. And like you mentioned, you are um, that's just starting their journey all the way to the barber that's beginning to outfit his toolkit with the latest tools. Um, also, while getting your hair professionally styled, I can also share bookkeeping and text tips for those that may inquire. Great. How do you advertise your business? Currently, I rely solely on social media and word of mouth. So um, I don't do as many, but I'm starting to do more videos when I'm styling clients um, just to kind of build that community um, with the hair braiding. In terms of bookkeeping, it's more it's all word of mouth. Um, very little advertising on social media with the bookkeeping, but with the the hair care side of what I do, it's all word of mouth in Facebook or Instagram. Yes, and I love me some social media and word of mouth that can make things grow for you. Yes. <laughs> As a business owner, what are your top three priorities? Um, number one, is ensuring customer satisfaction. Like I've learned one bad customer or one bad customer experience could really tank a good deal of business for a business. So I try to keep customer satisfaction at the top of my list. Um, time management and balance are definitely would be my next thing, time management, because with me, having a full-time employer and having a three three kids and it's just me and them um time management is key like I have to stick to a strict schedule because I'm not only juggling my schedule but I'm juggling anything the kids are doing um in terms of extracurricular activities and then most important if not like having a positive having positive people in my tribe and I don't just say my community but my tribe because I network with a lot of different people um, just because of the industries that my businesses touch so it's very important to have positivity around you because there will be days when you just starting out that you don't quite feel like doing it even though you have your goals in front of you. So having, um, being connected to positive people are that kind of push you through the days when you really don't feel like giving it a hundred percent that, that plays a vital, vital part in it. So positivity is a must. <laughs> yes. We must push ourselves these days. You know, sometimes we get in our comfort zone, but sometimes we have mm -hmm. to push ourselves out of there to make the day happen, as I would say. And when yes. you say family, family is also a number one thing. And having positive people you is even greater because you don't want to start thinking negative by having negative people around you. Right. Positive people that can talk positive. If it's sent into you, then that's mm -hmm. or motivate you. That's great. Yes. And management, we know we have the time. 
put a time on everything that we do these days, you know, and not only that, but the customer service in this world is really like, man, going downhill. Mm-hmm. And a good thing that you said, the customer service is also one of your top three priorities too, because without that great customer service, like you said, it can make a lot of stuff go downhill. Just mm-hmm. one on attitude or not doing things they ask for their hair. Right. To, you know, go downhill. So yes, those are some great priorities. And I'm glad you shined the light on those three. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Are you locating your resources properly? Honestly, there have been times when I could have managed time better between my family obligations and the needs of the business. But certain things you kind of live and learn. So when I see where I may have overbooked myself between kids and stuff, you know, I take a step step back and Mm -hmm. I try to reevaluate the whole week as a whole. So each week I kind of do a a reevaluation or evaluation to see what I may have done differently. Yes, and that's great that you reevaluate that situation. So when you come upon that again, you know how to address it mm-hmm. and make it a smoother sidewalk, the walk on, just to say. Yes. <laughs> what differences um, your product? is from competitions. You know, it's a lot of um, hair products and beauty supply stores, vice versa. So what is the differences of your products from the competition that's out there? For me, I'm more of a one-stop shop because a lot of my um, hair care clients also want to know how to maintain their hair once they get out of my chair. So with me having the online beauty supply store, I have the opportunity then to educate them on different products they can use and make product suggestions. So you come in for braids, you want to know how to maintain your scalp in between visits, send you over to the website, suggest different shampoos or conditioners that you could use. Um, so and in an aspect for anyone else in the salon, they'll only be able to direct you to a brand or a particular type of product. Whereas with me, because I have the store, I already give you an outlet before you even get out of the chair. You can access the website from your phone. Go ahead and place your order. Your stuff can be sent to you in the next two to three days and already be at your house waiting on you. So you don't even have to make an additional stop between my chair and your home and getting products because you've already placed your order sitting right there in the chair. Also, a lot of my clients now are um, small business owners. So still, with you sitting in the chair getting your service, I can also provide that bookkeeping and tax knowledge. So once again, you don't have to go, you won't have to go anywhere else because all of these things are being discussed while I'm doing your hair care service. Okay. So with the clientele, do you have an equal amount of relaxed 
clients and natural clients or is one more than the other? Lately, I've been seeing more natural than um, relaxed. But at the same time, I welcome them all because you do have people that have relaxes that still want to wear braids. Like this time of year, because I'm here in the South, our weather is so unpredictable. <laughs> you still need to protect your hair from the elements. So they still wear protective styles, whether they relax or natural. Um, so more of my clients are relaxed, but I do service. I mean, more are natural than relaxed, but I do have um, some that are relaxed. And like my, she calls herself my forever client. So she's been with me since birth because she's my niece so she's relaxed and but she won't let anyone else do her hair <laughs> and yeah. she's like I don't care how far you move we'll we'll figure out a day if we gotta make a day trip so that I can get my hair done and we can hang out after that that's what I'm gonna do so yeah <laughs> do you have more clientele that just have you as their number one hair care profession because you know we don't want everyone in our hair these days so once we find that good stylist we just try to keep them on the regular yes and yeah I do I have about five of those that I don't care what they get and they're not gonna even if it's like not my strong suit like I can do a sewing but that's not my specialty but because they don't want anyone else in the hair I do they sewing and they'll be like the select few like yeah I don't put that on I don't put that on my list of services only because like I said it's not my specialty. I do see others that I think may have done better but because these people only will come to me and they're satisfied like it's not that I jack it up so much but um they're satisfied with the care that I do so they will only let me do it. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And then not only that, it's a good thing that you said that everyone is treated with the same respect. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're paying higher dollar for a hairstyle, if you're natural or if you're relaxed, that's great because you have a lot of stylists that will turn down a natural because their hair is too pink. You know, they'll try to force them to get a perm before... Mm -hmm getting into their hair because they're scared that the natural is probably going to break a couple combs, brushes, or you might have a product that's needed that, you know, have to have some type of chemical in it to order to get some of the kinks out the hair, you know? So that's the thing that you treat everybody with the same respect, no matter mm -hmm. of your hairdo or what you have in your hair or not in your hair. That's right. Great. And you know, one thing I did learn too, and what's Even that? Even though one thing I've learned over the years, a lot of times the same product that I can use on a relaxed person, I can use on a natural and vice versa. Like for me, I don't I don't have a lot of products that I use that are quote unquote specifically for natural, only because I've learned that they have the same makeup basically as some of the ones that are for like relaxed. And for me, the kinkiest of the kinky or the curliest, I would say, of curly, natural. I can deal with with no problems because I've learned good deep conditioning and a good job at the shampoo bowl 
uh, make that hair just as manageable as a person that relaxes. So I try to educate my natural clients too. Like when when you're not in my chair and you you're having to shampoo your hair at home, if you shampoo your hair in a certain order and use a certain type of shampoo, not necessarily the brand, and use like conditioner in a certain way, you can pretty much use any conditioner you want and still get the same result. And a lot of people, they look at me like, really? Like, yeah. Like, you don't have to spend $200 on a shampoo or $200 on a conditioner. I can take the same shampoo that you probably would get at your local dollar store and do the same thing. It's just a matter of how you apply it and how much you apply and what you're doing once you actually apply it to the hair. Because some people think that they can just put it on and rinse it off right away. No, that's not going to be the best thing. The best thing would be if you know you have extra curly hair and what a lot of people now have deemed 4C hair. So if you're a mm-hmm. 4C natural, you know your curl pattern is a lot more tighter than mm-hmm. a person with, like I didn't learn all of those letters because you don't learn all of that in yes. cosmetology Just- school. <laughs> <laughs> you just learn either you are tightly coiled or tightly curly or more of a loose curly. So the only number I really know is 4C, but I think there are like threes and something else that somebody mm-hmm. just decided to come up with that system. But the one thing I've learned in just in cosmetology school in general, when you have that super tight curly hair, you cannot rinse out conditioner in hot water that I don't care what texture you have if you do a cool rinse with your conditioner you'll save yourself a lot more time than if you try to use the same water temperature as you did when you shampooed but a lot of people don't know that and a lot of people don't do that they try to use the same water setting from start to finish you can't do that because you you overworking yourself. Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up because as a natural, I had to learn the hard way too. I was using warm water to um, rinse out shampoo, okay? Then I mm-hmm. also used water to rinse out that conditioner. Sometimes it might just be a little overwarm, not mm-hmm. high for it's scalding my scalp or anything, but as I became more educated about my hair. That's when mm-hmm. I found the conditioner. It's best to use that cool setting when you're rinsing yeah. out the conditioner. Because what happens is when your hair is, when you first apply your shampoo or when you're using the hot water, the shampoo is designed to basically stand up your hair strands or the hair follicles of your hair. So it's going to stand it up. Which is why with your first lather, sometimes your first lather is not, you don't get as much of a lather with your first lather because you have so much product that you've used for however long. Um, Some people, they don't shampoo their hair but once a month. So just think about all the product you've used in a month's time if it's not in a protective style. So you got to get all of that off. So you need like a clarifying shampoo or a shampoo that's kind of hard that'll make your hair feel hard to the touch. 
And that's going to stand all of your hair strands up, all of your follicles up, because you want to get deep down, deep cleanse. Then, <clears throat> with your next lather, you should use a moisturizing shampoo because you've basically stripped everything off, all of the product and everything. So you want to add moisture back to the hair. Definitely, if you're a 4C, you want to use a moisturizing shampoo, but you only want to use it as the second lather. You don't want to use it as the first because you're trying to remove all of the product you've used over a month's time. When, even when you go from your first lather to your second lather, you should start reducing the amount of heat that's in the water or the, reducing the temperature of the water to begin sealing everything back in. And then when you apply that conditioner, definitely that cool rinse is going to make the follicles lay back down and seal everything back up. Mm-hmm. How much power do your customers have? To me, my customers have all of the power because everything I do, I base it off on them. So even down to scheduling, the products that I purchase, the products that I suggest is all based on the customers that I serve. Like there's no need for me to suggest like hair coloring or purchase hair coloring because that's not a service that I provide. That's not something I re- I would recommend out to another stylist only because that's not my strong suit. So I really have no need in purchasing a lot of products or tools that are tailored towards hair color because that's not something I use. So to me, my customers have all of the power they don't always know it but every decision that I make is with my what's going to be the best interest for my customer right how much power do your suppliers have now my suppliers have very little because I will shop around (laughs) my suppliers have very little now you do have some that I feel like I can only get my product from them, but I don't let them know that. I never let my suppliers know that even if for me, they are my number one for that particular product, I never let them know that. Mm-hmm. And who is possibly your role model? Or do you have one? I, I actually have four. Okay. And I call them my, my lupus warriors. Um, all four of them have or had lupus. Um, my first one would be my cousin Katari. Um, she since won her battle with lupus back in 2018, but she didn't let the fact that she had lupus and the type of, and what lupus did for her body, she didn't let that stop her. Like back in 2015, near the end of 2015, she had a real intense episode with her lupus and we actually thought we was going to lose her. But, you know, she still lived, what, almost three years after that. Um, And one thing she never did, she never let the fact that she had lupus or the fact that her lupus affected her internal organs stop her. And I never forget back in 2017, after her intense episode in 15, I was calling to see, like, if she could accept visitors. Um... And she was like, yeah, but I'll be home around such and such time. And I was like, 
you went to work today? And she was like, yeah. Like, even though things got so intense in 2015, she did not let use that as an excuse not to go to work every day. So as soon as she was clear and could be around people, she went back to work. And then two of my coworkers at my last job, um, they had lupus. And because lupus is so complex, it affects each person differently. But I would know, like, sometimes you would kind of know when they were, like, having pains or being pain. But they still came to work, still work 10-hour days, sometimes pull 12-hour days. And I'm like, you have people every day that there's nothing wrong with you. You don't have an internal issue, like nothing's wrong with you. All of your limbs are, and you won't go to work. Exactly. But these women, they went to work every day, like, and had the best attitude, had a better demeanor than some of the people that, you know, were in good health. And then um, the last one would be um, a lady I went to church with, Elder V. Even her, she battled lupus. You know, she have flare-ups, but she never lets that stop her from serving. And even with battling lupus and having a real bad car accident, um, she was in an accident back in 18 as well, I think. Like the middle part of 2018, she was in a car accident. And unlike most car accidents where she may have been in a car and was in an accident, her body was hit by a vehicle. So um, because she was walking, but even through all of that, she still pushed and she still served and still find a way to encourage people. And I was like, you got people every day that they won't try to encourage nobody else. They won't try to encourage themselves. They shut you down if you try to encourage them. But these women deal with this on a daily basis. Like, they don't know today if they're going to wake up in pain or not. Um, but they still do maintain their obligations to their family, maintain their obligations to their employer. Like they they do it. And so I I keep a I keep a picture of them. Either on my phone, I got a picture of them on my phone, I got a picture of them on the face of my watch, just to remind me like I don't have any health issues that, that are that severe. But despite their health issues, they still push every day. Yes, and those are warriors. They're just yes. because they're going through what they're going through. Like you said, they had a great, marvelous day. Would we'll sit up there and tell you positive things and motivate mm-hmm. you. When you have people mm-hmm. that need help, that would rather tear you down and tear you apart if you let them. Yeah, and still have a a, a tube on them, and they don't have anything going on with themselves. When you have these people that's facing day to day life issues. Life or death, just to say, and they mm-hmm. the people that will sit down yep. and and uh, motivate you and pump you up to do some things that you never did to face your fear because they're facing their fear every day. Mm-hmm. Every day, here we are running away from things, and we got all our limbs and trims, like you said, and calling in work, not going to work, just thinking the world owes you something, just to say, and it. You have to motivate yourself. So it has to be within you. And those are some great people. And I'm yes. going to have them all as a role model. Now that's what I mean about positive. Right there. Yep. 
what is the most challenging part of budgeting for yourself? Budgeting, um, the challenging thing is, for me, cash money. <laughs> I have a hard time saving and holding on to cash money. So, like, I prefer to do everything electronic, but then I do have customers um, that pay for the haircut services with cash. So what I do um, to keep from blowing it, I immediately think of something that I can do to pour back into the business. So I may restock um, supplies that I don't purchase from my own store. Or if it's something I need right away um, that I can't wait to be shipped from my store because my store is strictly online so I have to order everything myself as well so I will occasionally go to like a local um, beauty supply store and pick up supplies or if it's something quick that the kids may need use it that way since I know it's, it's hard for me to like I'm going to hold all this cash till tomorrow and make a deposit <laughs> I try to mostly accept um, electronic payments for that purpose, but there have been there are those that do pay cash, and so that's what I do. I try to reinvest it back into the business. Great. Tell me how you organize, plan, and prioritize your work. First and foremost, I do nothing without a calendar, and I begin to solely rely on my calendar on my phone um but i also keep a physical calendar as well and i evaluate that calendar at the end of every day so i can prepare for the next day um because again i'm a single parent i work <laughs> and then i work for myself so i have to i have to that is like my bible um i got it so bad to even on my laptop, the calendar is synced with the calendar on my phone. My physical calendar that I use at my desk, those events are on that calendar and they're on my calendar on my phone. <laughs> Just so I don't miss an engagement or miss an event that the kids may have. Um, definitely then at the end of the week or I plan for the week on Sunday. So I evaluate the calendar on Sunday to see what can possibly be moved or if I need to enlist the help of friends and family. Cause that's another thing um, that I've learned. You can't be afraid to ask for help. I'm only one person. Um, certain household things I delegate to the kids. Um, being that the older two are 15 and 12. So it's a lot of things that they can do. So they have, household jobs, a.k.a. chores, but they have the things that they're good at that I make them responsible for. Um, even the baby, he's he'll be three soon, so I even started, he'll pick up behind himself, and he kind of, I think, a little neat freak in the making, so that kind of works out well with maintaining household things, but I definitely don't do anything without my calendar, and I have... Um, in terms of planning and prioritizing, I have, <clears throat> they're not on payroll, but I have my niece 
And one of my cousins, like, if I'm thinking something may or may not work for the business, I always consult with them. And we kind of plan and prioritize that way, too. So I I, I believe in taking making a team effort. <laughs> I try not to do everything all by myself. That's great. And that's great. You have a little three-year-old there that's already in the making of cleaning up behind himself. Mm-hmm. And especially when you said using the phone, because, you know, this world runs off electronics these days. Smartphone, laptop, tablet. You know, you have yes. all. And that's a good thing. You don't just use your smartphone as a dumb phone. You know, you're not trying mm-hmm. to do it. You're using it what it's made for. It's a smartphone. Right. Put a calendar on it. That's put some things on that calendar. You know, mm-hmm. that's something with it. Don't make it out of a dumb phone when it's a smartphone. Right. Share an experience you had in dealing with a difficult person and how you handled the situation, if any. Okay, my most one, because <laughs> I love working with kids. So a lot of my clientele is children. So I have one that no matter how much I ask her mom to do certain things um, in between their visits or in between their services, she would not. And because this baby was tenderheaded, you know, I asked mom, you know, if you did certain things, it'll make it easier for us both when she came to visit but it's like no matter how much I would coach her or tell her to do this that in third when you're doing your shampoos in between visits she wouldn't do it and the last time the crying was so bad and so intense I just I decided I can't service her anymore because you you're not helping me help you and I, I hate to see the kids cry. And I know some kids are going to cry. And I pride myself on having patience with them. But you you leave me in a no-win situation. She's going to cry. I'm going to be overly tired because that requires more work from me. My body aching before I can even complete your, your visit. So I just had to tell her I, I can't do her hair anymore. Because you won't follow instructions or suggestions in between visits that will kind of lessen the intensity of everything. So I, I couldn't serve her anymore. Okay. You had the vision to start or buy this business. What three things define your vision for tomorrow? Um, I thought about that question. <laughs> um. The three things for me going forward, um, faith, time management, and just a strong, positive tribe. Like, those are always at the forefront of what I want the business to be later. Um, Because certain aspects of it can get scary. So I have to stay strong in my faith and in my faith walk. So that that's that's the best I got for that one right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Where do you see yourself in five years? Um, in five years, I see one other aspect of Best Dynasty developing because I have another 
industry, so to speak, that I'm I'm looking into tapping to. So um, I think by the end of the year, it'll begin thriving. And I'm looking for it to make up the majority of the income for the dynasty um, to include um, the bookkeeping side growing a little bit more um, than where it is right now. Um, and in terms of the hair care, I'm looking to train others so that the braiding aspect can continue because I can't do it all. And I've had challenges with like my hands um, in terms of copper tunnel. So um, I won't be able to service as many clients as I have in the past. Yeah. Um, but I don't want that aspect of who I am just to not be in existence. Well, just so keep definitely classes because I would love to take one too on the break. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. Have you ever turned down a client before? I've started doing more so now than in the past. In the past, I would kind of accept anybody, but now, just with trying to maintain positivity in a positive environment. I can't welcome everyone into my space. Um, I pay attention now to the way people just carry themselves in general. And I have to protect that. I have to protect the fact that I thrive more on a positive environment. And people that are really, like, even though you're coming to get your hair done, mm -hmm. you may, you got to be kind of like goal oriented, wanting to do more of, wanting to be the best in whatever your niche is. And I'm I'm finding myself more so now moving towards a clientele that's more like that. Now, the kids, I never turn away my kids because they can't help themselves. But I do still try to find some kind of way, even when I'm servicing the kids, to motivate them and to uplift them and encourage them. So, but yeah, I've... I've Decided to turn some away just because they overall demeanor just wasn't positive. Yes. Which brand of hair extension is the best in your words? Which ones you think? Um, for that one, I'm not sure. Only because I don't work with a lot of natural hair extensions. I do know, though... Um, and I know I carry it in my store. 9A, 9A human hair is like top notch. That is premium, 100% virgin hair. Um, and for a lot of people, they would love to color it themselves um, or do like a custom color. That is the best. Whatever, not brand wise, I don't know what's the best brand, but you want to make sure if you're going to spend your money that it's not a quality because you would be able to do so much more with it and it would maintain the integrity of the hair and you'll be able to um, use it for up to like three years. It has a good life expectancy as well. Is hair extensions expensive? They can be. Um, 
And then it all depends on, too, where you're getting it. And I'm learning just from stylists that work with a lot of sewings that you have people that spend over $200 just for the hair. Yeah. That's not including installation. That's not including any custom colorization. It's just hair. But the one thing that I like about the store that I have and how it's set up, you can get um, bundles for as little as $20. But that's just depending on like the inches that you want. So like yeah. I would say for like a little kid, if you were doing where you have maybe like a cancer patient that's a kid and you want to make a wig and you want it to still be kid friendly and you didn't want it too long. I do have not a bundles that are like $20, but that's like a 10 inch. But most adults are looking more for 18 plus. And so those can, then the price would increase based on the inches. When to remove hair extensions? Personally, if you were doing a sewing, I would try not to keep it in over two months. And that's only because you have, like, unless you're actually going back and getting it professionally shampooed, if you're not going to shampoo it yourself, I wouldn't keep it past two months because you have the natural shedding that your hair is going to do, that it's still going to try to do, even though you have it braided down. Then you have just, if the person was a sweater, like myself, I sweat in my hair. So I can't see myself going that long without getting my hair shampooed. That would be just nasty. But then you have people that don't sweat in their hair, but still you have day-to-day elements of, the, of your environment. So I, I wouldn't. I would recommend, even for me as a braider, not keeping the style over too much. Is weave good mm-hmm. for your hair? I'm going to say no. However, with the multiple ways of installation, it may not be the best method for your hair texture. So I would say it all depends and it's it's no right or wrong answer. It all go boils down to the method of installation. Are you gonna braid it in? Are you gonna sew it in? Bond it in. It's so many different techniques now to apply hair extensions. You just have to figure out what's the best method for one, your hair texture, two your everyday life. So like for me, as I mentioned before, because I sweating my hair, whether I was relaxed or natural, trying to glue in hair extensions is not gonna work for me. That'll never work for me because I sweat in my head. So the most I could get out of a bonding installation would be a week. And that's stretching it. That means I'm not going to work out that week. I'm just going to live. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do anything that's going to cause me to sweat any more than what I naturally would. But um, you just got to 
be very careful that you're going to someone that's really going to take into consideration the type of hair you have. Mm -hmm. And this question, there's probably no wrong or right answer for it. What hair extensions are best for thin hair? Again, um, because I don't work a lot with sew-ins, it would be hard to say. But for, for a person with thin hair, definitely go to someone that's, that's like their specialty because there are going to be aspects of styling and maintaining thin hair that if that's their specialty, there are no different tips and tricks that a person like me, most of my people at most may have short hair and may be shorter than normal only because they may have went from like a big chop to a natural. I mean, went from relaxed to like a big chop. And so now they're trying to grow it back or something. But definitely, I say find somebody that that's their specialty. Because what you don't want is a person that doesn't specialize in thin hair, uh, specializing in like the styling of thin hair, to get in your head and braid your hair as if your hair was coarse. Because then what little, not little, but the hair that you have can now become damaged because it's braided too tight or maybe if you're doing crochets, they may have applied too many pieces to one braid. So they've caused too much weight to one braid, which then again is going to cause hair loss. So you got to really really sit down with whoever you are attempting to be your stylist and see if they are even going to do a consultation with you. Because if they don't and then just give you a style based on what you said you wanted, run. Because <laughs> nine times out of ten, they're not really taking into consideration your natural hair texture. This question probably goes along with the question I just asked. What hair extensions are best for fine hair? Yeah, same thing. Same exact thing. Because um, I've seen people where their hair is fine, but it's not thin. Or it may be thin, but it's not fine. You know, and, and again, it goes back to fine hair to me would be more the softer textures of natural so um if you were looking at that chart that had like the 4c the person with the fine hair is going to be on the other end then they're going to be closer to like a one or a two but their hair could still very well be curly but not as curly as the 4c person and so you got to still be careful because too much tension could still cause them hair loss as well Right. Which hair extensions? Um, it's so many. Mm -hmm. Again, you have to be aware of your natural texture. Um, for the ones that wear sew-ins, if you're gonna do a leave out, it would definitely be better to find a curl pattern that matches more your hair. 
if you're going you're gonna to do something where all your hair is covered, it kind of don't matter because you're, you somebody looking at it with the naked eye have nothing to compare it to. But for me, because I'm probably like a 4C, my hair is tightly coiled. So if I'm aware of sewing that's straight, I either got to make a decision if I'm going to do a leave out or not to do a leave out. If I do my leave out, I have to be okay with the fact that either I need to relax that leave out or get that leave out pressed out bone straight. (laughs) (laughs) If I really want it to look natural. Now, if I just want to look kind of cray cray, (laughs) I can leave it out and not make it try to blend as best as possible. Which hair extension lasts the longest? Yeah, definitely the 9A um, extensions would last longer than a 6A. Because a 6A, you really, that's something you're looking to use only one time. So, like, most hair that you can find in your local beauty supply store mm-hmm. most of the hair that's going to be on the floor because you know they have hair on the floor then they have hair behind the counter most of the hair that's on the floor is probably going to be like a 6A grade quality now there are some though I think one brand that I used to love to use was Dream Weaver by Modern Model in my local store back where I'm from, that used to be behind the counter. But I want to say I have went to a local store in the area I live now and found it on the floor. Mm-hmm. And that's only because I'm thinking a lot of people don't know how good of a quality that hair is. But I also don't think it's nine grade 9A level quality. So I would say it may be like a 6 or a 7. Because you can use it at least twice, depending on the installation method. Do you think hair extensions help hair grow? I do. As a braider, I do. And I use extensions a lot in braiding because it protects your natural hair from the elements, depending on the way you installed it. So, like, if you were doing crochets, of course, all of the client hair nine times out of ten is either slicked back or twisted down or braided down. So you don't have to worry about your hair being exposed to just the elements of your day-to-day. Just going outside, the pollutants in the air, your, your natural hair is not exposed to it and therefore is protected and could, could grow. So to me, it's no different than um, when the farmers plant and certain crops, they have to put down the plastic over first mm-hmm. before they actually plant it. I, I kind of see hair extensions like that to kind of protect the hair. And definitely, it will help your hair grow if installed properly. Right. What hair extensions cause the least damage that you know of? Um... 
it all goes back to installation. So it's really not the extensions itself. It's the method of install. And was that method the best method for the person's hair texture? If you had one piece of advice to someone just starting out, what would it be? It's nothing wrong with having an employer while you're building. Because you can use your current employer and the income earned to finance everything you're trying to do. And definitely surround yourself with a tribe of other business owners that will help hold you accountable to what your visions are for your business. Do you have a social media, YouTube website that listeners can follow you or buy from? Yes. Um, on Facebook, I'm on Facebook as Georgette Best. Um, uh, I also have a business page for the hair braiding, which is Best with an apostrophe S. So B-E-S-T, apostrophe S, braid designs. Um, that's on Instagram as well. But Instagram, I'm on there. I might need to change my Instagram name. <laughs> um, gorgeous. Jetta B, so gorgeous, and then G E T T A B on Instagram and A Celebrities Beauty Supply on Instagram. Um, and the website for um, A Celebrities is www.acelebrities with an S beauty supply.com. And I can always be reached by phone at 803 392 1482. Is there anything else you'd like to have know today? Any upcoming events? Um, for me, no. No upcoming events as of yet. Still okay. debating if I'm going to hit the um, Mid-Atlantic Hair Show in Atlanta. And that's a hair show, you say? Mm-hmm. It's the Bronner Brothers. Um, I think I've missed the date for the, they do two shows a year, one around this time of year, and then one at the end of the summer in August. So I'm aiming to attend the August show, and I may hit the natural hair care show um, sponsored by Talia Wajiri, if I pronounce her name right. Her, um, her mid-year show is normally like October down in Atlanta as well. Hey, keep us posted. I hope you go live and let us know. <laughs> and, yes. And we can see how the braiding technique goes. Yes, ma'am. At her bit. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> okay. So, until then, just keep us posted. And the listeners know that you can follow the podcast channel on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at From Weave Weave to Natural Hair. Until then, we'll talk to you at another time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) You're so welcome, Miss Beth. And at any time, please come back and spread more news. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. And you have a great day.